Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. That was new. We've never done that before. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. We get to talk about music today. I know. I've been wanting to do this for so long. I feel like this show more so than any... Well... Except for maybe Grey's Anatomy. I like associate it with the music of the show. Of course. Like people always ask, why is this like a fall cozy show? And I think that that's one of the things. The music on it is just, it's so cozy and yeah. Yeah. That's all I can really say about it. Totally agree. It's a whole character in itself, is it not? Yeah, it really is. And we were kind of touching on that in our last episode about how it's not just through like the personification of the town troubadour that makes the music a character. Yeah. It literally sets the tone for so many things. It accompanies so many moments in the show that would just feel completely and entirely different without them. Yeah, but they use music so differently on this show than like any other show because I think for the most part that the show is very recognizable because of its dialogue mm. and they do let it sit in silence a lot. Like mm-hmm. they don't always feel the need to like put like a top charting song behind it like it's not really any songs that you identify from the 2000s mm-hmm. it's like very unique to amy's taste in music which is kind For of like sure. where lorelei comes in but i feel like the way that they balance it it's not like like i know you haven't seen Grey's anatomy but like you know those like teen shows where they like put uh, a pop song behind it yep. and it's like so dramatic like gossip girl does that all the time like mm-hmm. the what you say thanksgiving yeah. where it's just like it's like every single scene has that whereas this one it's like feels like the songs are so like intentional and purposeful mm-hmm. and even when we get to the la laws it feels like those like underscore the show in a really specific way but otherwise it's like it really lets the dialogue speak for itself though yeah. so that when we get those musical moments it's so it's so impactful it's so good yeah because the thing is as you say that I can't really think of a ton of moments there aren't none but I can't think of a ton of moments where there is music playing underneath dialogue the music accompanies moments in the show like transitional moments less like we have to emphasize what's happening in the dialogue with this music yeah exactly Like it happens but it doesn't happen as often as it does like you said in other shows totally amy lets the dialogue speak for itself and then lets the music guide the audience in in the moment you know yeah and i feel like in that way the music becomes something else in the show because It's the way that the characters, you know, interact with it. I feel like every character can be defined by their music tastes, Mm. whether that's like good or bad, Mm -hmm. because one of the first things that comes to mind is I know we've been like doing a lot of Max recently is in Red Light on the wedding night when she calls Chris at her bachelorette party, his first question is like what is his cd collection like because they're music snobs yeah they're music snobs and so they start going through all these things and i feel like all of the characters get defined in that way Mm -hmm. you know what's interesting this just hit me the one character i would say where like musical taste doesn't really come to mind is logan 
Yeah, the only like uh, reference I have to Logan's musical takes is he does listen to Sparks because when Rory comes in But I'm a Gilmore and comes to his dorm, he's reading while um, listening to music and he's listening to Suburban Homeboys by Sparks. And I only know that because there's a playlist that like has all of the songs that show up in Gilmore Girls in order. Mm-hmm. And because Logan liked that song, I listened to it a lot when I was younger. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's a song that like Lorelai loves Sparks. So I've always associated with like Logan and Lorelai having similar music tastes. But to to that, I feel like the same way about Emily. Because Logan doesn't really associate with music in any way that's like in the show. It's only like in that one moment. Yeah. But like Emily doesn't really talk about music that much no but she she? does have music playing whenever they're at the Gilmore's like it's like classical music and then you know she likes show tunes and like she and Richard sing in you know at Rory's kind of you know like graduation party right before I forgot about that yeah they do but the other character as we're sitting here thinking about this these are all like stream of consciousness thoughts I didn't even think about this before we got on here us not planning anything (laughs) what who are those girls but Luke also well, he loves Steely Dan. Yeah, but like that's kind of all you get out of him. With with Chris and Lorelai, it's a big point of connection between the two of them. Oh, yeah. With Rory and Jess, it's also a huge point of connection. With Lane and Rory, it's a oh, point of connection. Sure with and with Dean at the beginning, it's like, what kind of music is he into? Oh yeah, you know, Todd told us. Yeah, and all of the people he liked Liz Fair. Was that who it was? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was so random. But I will just <laughs> cracks me up. I love that so specific but the only other musical moment that I can think of really in terms of Luke where yeah he it's almost like he's defined by his like lack of well two moments come up by his lack of consideration in music Mm -hmm. is when Lorelai comes to his house and is like staying there and he like makes her make a list of all the cds he wants to get and so it's like yeah yeah so it's like she is like kind of like curating his taste because he wants to accommodate her and the other is when they go on the date in Pulp Friction and he randomly bought that reggae Reggae CD (laughs) from the gas station yes and he was like no it was all one song um that she was just, like, like I literally... have news for you that was not the same song totally. yeah so he has like it's almost like he's defined by his like lack of consideration for it because everyone else loves it so much totally to even start like I feel like the biggest musical moment in the show is the theme song the introduction the intro yeah well are you talking about where you lead yeah I will follow because <laughs> I know there's also like the pilot but I mean yeah that's the thing is like when I think of like the first early moments of this show there she goes is is what comes to mind of course like where you lead I will follow classic and is a constant throughout every single episode but like I really heavily affiliate Gilmore Girls with There She Goes by the law. Me too. And that wasn't supposed to be the song. Right. It was supposed to be Every Day is a Winding Road by Sheryl Crow. Yeah. Oh, I love Cheryl Crow. I do too. And I do love that song. And also, it really would have been in keeping with the tone of the show. Every day yeah. is a winding road. That's kind of like the the battles that they face every day, the obstacles they face. Yeah. But by putting There She Goes at the beginning of this show, it kind of made Lorelai the main character. It is, because we've that's what we've been talking about lately on Patreon, is like we just feel like she's the main character. Mm-hmm. The way that everything unfolds around her, just she's main character energy but I know a lot of people associate that song with the parent trap but it just feels because of course classic of course but it just feels sometimes too but every time I hear it I see Lorelai walking down the road and like it immediately points us to her but 
I will say in the early season one, they're using music completely differently. Like they haven't quite figured it out because it's like trailing off of the end of scenes, starting at the beginning of Mm -hmm. one. Like Mm -hmm. the only one that I really love in the early season one is when they both play I Try by Maisie Gray. I know. I love that moment. And I actually don't really love that song when I was a kid. (gasps) Really? I didn't love that song. No. Um, I didn't love Maisie Gray's voice as a kid. Oh, I don't feel the same way today. I have like a deeper appreciation for, you know, a variety of different voices. I once fell down the stairs to that song, Running to Catch a Subway. Oh, I was like, it was just playing. (laughs) No. No, I literally was like running to get a train in like high heeled boots and ate the stairs as that played in that's my ears one of my least favorite things to happen to me in new york yeah. city is anytime that's happened i'm now so sorry now every time i hear that in gilmore girls all i think of is falling down ptsd the stairs in my brand new fry boots yeah <laughs> oh no not fry boots i love fry boots but they can be slippery yeah 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 but it's a moment that like connects the two of them in the pilot that i think was such a strong choice that we don't yeah. really see in subsequent episodes the only like other like early season moment that I can think of is like I almost feel like Rory is just like a catch-all for the music that Mm -hmm. Lorelai listens to like she's interested in that but like the moment that comes after that is when Lane comes running over in the next episode to like to play the man who murdered love yeah yeah and she like gives up on painting Rory's toenails because it feels like Rory is defined by everyone else's tastes Mm -hmm. which is maybe kind of true with her character in some regards Hmm. but it's more of like a Lorelai and Lane thing that they they bond over yeah I mean she does because of course when we get to Lane Lane has like music in her floorboards like she like you know they do the the, what is the CD drop that they do with Michelle oh my god and the music that is affiliated with that scene too is amazing yeah so I feel like it's almost like Rory lives between those two tastes Mm. and it's not that she doesn't have her own but it's like it feels like they're curating Rory's taste almost yeah yeah very true and Lane plays a huge role in the musical capacity of this show because not just her whole storyline that's literally her entire character arc and I I think that of course it goes beyond the CDs and the floorboards I mean that's only her arc for like the first half of the series until she's found out by Mrs. Kim but it's through Happy Alien which the writers use as a means to keep music integrated into the town and into Lane's character and it's the way that she connects with Dave it's the way she connects with Zach Dave Every time, a moment of silence for Dave. <laughs> At what point in the show does Lane want to be a musician and not just like a music aficionado? Is there like a moment that marks that? Yeah, I think it's when she sees Sophie's music shop and that's when they introduce Carol King. Right. As Sophie. Has she like peeks into the window because it's like papered up and mm-hmm. she sees that there's like yeah instruments in there and she's like a bass it's a bass and she's so excited that is at the end of season two oh okay yes yeah because remember she like goes into sophie's music shop meets her then just like sees the drums and is so enamored by the drums yeah convinces sophie to let her stay and play the drums after hours she like offers to teach her how to speak korean and (laughs) she's like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna practice here with the lights off it's so hilarious but by the time we get to 
I can't get started. She's like playing the drumsticks on the piano while Kirk right. is singing and Babette and Patty are singing and Maury's playing the piano. So yeah. it's oh, like, Oh, you're totally right. That's, that's where we kind of get introduced to her wanting to be a musician and taking the music out of the floorboards and into her life you know oh my god I love that right out of the floorboards and into her life oh my gosh that's so perfect we are getting musicality through the town as well and it didn't hit me till just now that we get it through Maury like really early on like kill me now when Babette is introduced she's like play me home baby and he (laughs) plays her home on the baby grand he does oh my god and he's playing cinnamon's song and patty's playing the bongos and you know it's like whatever reason (laughs) they kind of act as like the orchestra to the gilmore girls lives in a way you know i love that it, it kind of almost makes the the silence of the show sit differently that like the town is where the music is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of Maury that way. And that also shows itself through the town troubadour, who's actually not introduced, we discovered in our rewatch until like quite a that few episodes in. Yeah. yeah. He's just playing. And we found out in that episode, he's playing the same song. He's just rehearsing it around town in his two scenes. Yes, but, exactly. Uh, Grantley Phillips, who is not related to Sam Phillips, mm-hmm. they just so happen to only be able to hire Phillips to score the show. Yeah. And some sort of odd contract, I guess. Yeah, but it's it's their music goes so hand in hand with one another, even though they're very vastly different artists, I would say. Yeah. I love that the town troubadour has this like integrity to him that there's mm-hmm. a mystique to it mm-hmm. like he's a very like integral character would be too generous of a allocation to this man this yeah. character but that mystique i feel like leads into him being able to like be the score in like a very like real sense because you see him playing into the emotions of the Gilmore girls at like Mm -hmm. the end of a scene when like they're done talking and we see him Mm -hmm. that like it does contribute to what they just said but like in a very realistic way Mm -hmm. um and I love that his integrity is uh challenged by another town troubadour (laughs) oh that guy cracks me up and then he plays like the mandolin or something at Liz Liz and TJ's TJ's wedding wedding. before he comes up to officiate (laughs) like I love it. I love that they're always integrating music in that way. And then like the competitive nature of the town troubadour with that other troubadour. And then like that kind of unfurls itself later in the series for like more town troubadours. Yeah. In partings because the, like the storyline is the town troubadour got like scouted by like Neil Young to mm-hmm. go on his tour. Mm-hmm. And so troubadours all come in as Kirk explains to us Yeah, that they all want to get discovered. But like the great part of it is like, it's the last episode that Amy did before, you know, that I imagined that a lot of the way that this episode unfolded was like kind of like a last big bang for her because all of the troubadours are artists that have had songs play on the show. Yeah. Because we have like Spark singing Perfume. We have Sonic Youth. Mm-hmm. Sam Phillips is playing mm-hmm. as well. We even have, I forget who is with him, but Dan Palladino is the one that's singing A Beaver Ate My Thumb. Yes. The Doctor Gave Me Rum. <laughs> Which is about that. Which is the song that Kirk references when he's explaining explaining to I guess it's Luke or whoever is in the diner or Taylor. He was like uh Be Right My Thumb, which he loves that song apparently. Mm-hmm. And then they sing it and it's 
classic. I love oh, it. So good. But I love the Sam Phillips of it all because she sings taking pic- taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And it feels like one of the first like moments where like a really dramatic moment is like because it's that's when Lorelai and Luke break up mm-hmm. or when Lorelai says that she has to go mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it. And it like plays us off in a way that. I don't feel like happens that often Mm -hmm. and it it was a very different moment but it was Sam Phillips there playing it that I almost like I waffle back and forth on whether like a la la would have been better but you know because you feel like it was a little too distracting because it's like does it detract from the moment yeah that's what I wonder Mm -hmm. if like that need to have because like I love the all of the town troubadours you know I love partings like I love that element of it partings (laughs) you've seen it I, yeah, I've once or twice this week. Um, <laughs> Today. <laughs> Today, before I got on here. Um, no, I did watch the Mitchum and Logan scene before I came on today, of course. She needed to get hyped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I go back and forth of, like, would the the playing into the Lala have been different than the mm. Sam Phillips? Ultimately, I love the moment. I love it was selected, but I do, you know, I wow, do wonder. yeah, yeah. I have to go back and watch that because I'm, everything I'm, agreeing to is just based on memory because I haven't seen yeah. that I, I certainly haven't seen that <laughs> uh that episode as many times as you have nor as recently as you have I know I kind of want a Netflix rap like Spotify does at the end of the year and yeah. it's like your top episode and they're like you played this enough times to warrant like a free therapy session mm. <laughs> all right well I hope that we can all be so lucky <laughs> To get free therapy sessions out of how often we watch Netflix. All of us who listen to this podcast and those of us participating in it, meaning you and me, for as many times as we've watched Gilmore Girls, we we all have about a stockpile (laughs) of like 10 therapy sessions at least in our back pocket. But in addition to just that episode standing alone, they also brought in a lot of musical artists to kind of like drop them into certain episodes and even to be reoccurring characters like Carol King, which fucking blew my mind. Imagine being so cool that you can get Carol King, who sings the theme song of your show. First of all, you're cool enough that Carol King sings the theme song of your show. And like that in and of itself is a fucking big deal. But then you get her on your show to play a character. I've always felt like that was crazy. Insane. Carol King is a reoccurring character on this show. She's literally like music royalty and you got her on the show. That would be like if we got Taylor Swift on this podcast for you. Which some people would love. (laughs) Some people would not love. (laughs) Oh my God. Could you imagine? Wow. Can't can't think of that. We can't talk about it. (laughs) But the thing is with that is like, I think that the Sophie Bloom storyline, I do. And I like, I think that in us saying that it was like crazy that they got Carol for this is like they didn't it doesn't flesh out very much like mm-hmm. there is a lot of plot holes involving Sophie's storyline and I don't know if it is because they could only have Carol for so many episodes mm-hmm. or like how that worked because it's like how did Lane get her drum set it almost mm-hmm. seemed like they needed to like move away from being at Sophie's to like account for the fact that Carol wasn't in the episode or like when she finds the record that was by Sophie Bloom and she's going to like mentor Lane Mm -hmm. that it feels like that falls off a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's like is it because like you literally had fucking Carol King playing this character and she couldn't you know come back or continue or you know what I mean yeah she wasn't there as readily as everyone else would be yeah I never thought about it that way you're totally right because she kind of floats in and out yeah the, you know, the person who sings the theme song is really what drives this character's, like, 
storyline for it. You said out of the floorboards and into her life. I'm going to quote that for the rest of the show. Oh, I love I love <laughs> I it. I loved it. Because you're right. It does bring love into her life. Mm-hmm. All of her whole life becomes like associated with music because another guest, I guess guest star, reoccurring character who is a musician is Sebastian Bach. Also in... a huge deal that they got him on the show. Yeah. Amazing. Not to be confused with Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> right. <laughs> Two very different guys. Yeah, because he was in Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And so having him come in, like one of my favorite moments with Hep Alien is when they are auditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Gil? Sorry. Totally. I was about to call him Sebastian. When they're auditioning him because he's old. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, fuck and Zach like, for that entire thing. I, I mean, know. There are a lot of times when I really don't like Zach. But that specifically, I'm like, first of all, Zach, get off your high horse. You're not that great of a guitarist. And this guy rules. Do you kind of think, though, it's because Zach is intimidated? Like, they're like, this guy is fucking amazing. 1,000%. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, Zach's not that great. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) That's that's my favorite part. He's he's good, but like he's, he's fine, not, but he's not he's Sebastian not, Bach. He's no Sebastian Bach. Um, he's no Gale, rather. No. Um, Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you, but I also know <laughs> you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tacovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tacovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. 
And if you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tacovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I have like two favorite Hep Alien moments and mm-hmm. it's like Jackson's um uh in Tippecanoe and Taylor too. Oh, believe I it or love not. That. But here's what I will also say. I love the original version of that song too. Like yeah. if you're in the right mood for it, it's like a good like oldies feel good song. I love but it. I also yeah. love what they did to it. It's so good. Yeah. I love that Jackson loved that song and that they were like gonna make it their own. Yeah. So perfect. But I love when they're at uh, it's in season six when they're playing Hollaback Girl. Oh my god. At that bat mitzvah. Yeah. Gorgeous no notes. One of my favorite parts, but I I love it so much. <laughs> I'm just picturing Sebastian Bach singing Hollaback Girl. <laughs> you know when I whenever anyone mentions that, I hear it in his voice. Yeah. Like it's so he has like such a specific It's very specific. Him and his very long blonde hair. It's all so perfect. Yeah. Cause in that playlist it like plays them all in order. When that song comes on, I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I want Sebastian singing it. Like, I need his cover. I need his full cover of yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I just love how we have this one character who, like, her whole life is surrounded with music. Mm-hmm. And it's in love. Like, we have Dave, who is a musician. We have Zach, who is a musician. <sighs> and, like, not to harp on the storyline of Dave and Zach, but I feel like they could have brought someone else who is musical into her life to give her a better storyline yeah but i do love that hep alien plays at their wedding mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. what what a moment how perfect of course of course i don't like in the revival where it goes that i do like the hep alien still rocking yeah me too me too but we've talked about it on pod how many different directions they could have taken lane's storyline especially in i the know revival. we could have a whole fan fiction just about lane Literally. Lane herself. <laughs> Literally. But that would include Happy Alien because it's such a big part of her story and her journey. Yeah. But speaking of, like, I guess, like, characters they brought on, because we have, like, Carol and we have Sebastian, but they also bring a lot of musical artists in, in the same way that they did in Partings, where they had them each singing a little song. Yeah. I say little song. A song that they sang. Like, an actual... These are recording artists. I don't Actual mean to... songs. <laughs> little songs. Um, They have artists playing in, like, concerty moments that like mm-hmm. even those moments in the same way that they got carol king i'm like you got the bangles oh in season and one you know like, i love that episode i know you yeah. have feels about that episode but like well we talked about that episode i love the concert yeah like of everything like the bangles 
Oh, so, 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 so good. I can't listen to the Bengals without thinking about Gilmore Girls. And that kind of spans over the course of like more than just the songs they played in the episode because you have Walk Like an Egyptian, you have Eternal Flame, and you have Hero Takes the Fall. But I listen to Manic Monday and that always gives me Gilmore Girls vibes. Yeah, same. They play that at some point, do they not? Like in I don't the show, think they do. They don't. I always associate that song with Gilmore Girls. Right? If someone knows yeah. of it being somewhere, please let me know. But I don't let think us they know. do. I don't remember. I I know a lot about Gilmore Girls, but some some what? things are outside of. <laughs> you know a lot about Gilmore Girls. I do, in fact. I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> but even more so about the Bengals concert is that's Paris's first concert, is it not? Mm-hmm. Another character we don't really know too much about her musical taste. Yeah, but I she loved it. Like that's like the first glimpse. That's one of the first glimpses of Mac, Mac and, and Cheese Paris, Paris that we get, mm-hmm. where she's just so taken Enamored. aback by it. Mm-hmm. And I really wish they kind of would have continued with that. Like that Paris is like a concert aficionado, a concert junkie. Like, so that she just like loves the way that made her feel. Because um, I just. I just love how that all comes across. I know. Speaking of Paris, though, the next time that I feel like we see someone playing is on spring break when they go and the, the shins. shins are playing. Uh, so says I by the shins. Yeah. It's definitely on my Gilmore Girls playlist. Like, it yeah. has to be. It can't not be there. It's another one of those moments where I'm like, how did they do this? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess you feel honored to be on a TV show. Sure. But like, even at the time, Gilmore Girls was not like a... I mean, it was popular, but it was not doing super well in the ratings that like well it was up against at that time shows like the oc one tree hill you know like when you're thinking like teenage drama that's what you're thinking music one tree hill and they have a very different style in that capacity it's really pop but this is just you know music that's Mm -hmm. coming from i feel like amy's tastes that yeah we're seeing through these characters for sure for sure And it's interesting because even though the live performance from The Shins doesn't come until season four, I always affiliate it for some reason with Jess Mariano, who is another character whose music... Yeah, I don't know why. It feels very like Jess to me. Yeah. You know? But his character is out the gate introduced with music. This is hell. absolutely. Well, that's what's so interesting about that moment. Like, it's like... Because we asked all of our our besties on Instagram, like, what kind of musical moments you love from the show. And everyone said this is hell because it's one of the first times that we get, like, a perspective from the show that's not the Gilmore Girls. Mm. But it's still in, like, the style of the show where Mm -hmm. it's, like, very musical. And it's, like, you're seeing Jess see this town for Mm -hmm. the first time. Mm -hmm. And he is in hell. He (laughs) hates it. But it's, like, that's, like, so perfect yeah gorgeous no notes and what's interesting is that that's not really the song I affiliate with Jess when it comes to his character I think of two other songs before I think of that song and that's the girl from Mars at the end of Nick and Nora Sid and Nancy and then she appeared by XTC of course like those are so perfect see I do associate those songs with him but I I don't know what song it is that's playing but whenever I think of music and Jess I think of when Luke walks in and Jess is asleep uh-huh, uh-huh. and the music is just yes. so loud I don't remember what oh, song it is oh I have it on my playlist but I don't remember the name of the song but yeah. yes I know exactly what you're talking about it's like da, 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 da. yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank <laughs> it's like you for screaming. singing it Tara you're welcome <laughs> I'm here for everybody's musical needs today. <laughs> we'll just have you sing all the songs. We won't, you know, no clips, just yeah. Tara singing. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I always associate Jess. But like, of course, those two moments, because it's like, 
like we're about to get there on Patreon, but like every time and Nick and Nora and Nancy when that starts playing, I'm like, am I team dress? What girl from Mars? Yeah, I know. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just you're in the moment. You're feeling it. The music feels right. The moment is good. You're not Team Jess, but I'm like, maybe just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, I want to get into our favorite musical moments, but first I want to talk about the La La's because that in and of itself is is, is the entire through line of the show it's they're iconic yes and the musical style does shift and it ebbs and flows throughout each season because the musical taste of society shifts and ebbs and flows with seasons right but that is the one thing that remains consistent you know yeah because if you look into because of course it's sam phillips who's doing it she scores like the la laws she that's she's the la 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 queen she is the la 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 queen um but if you look up, like, I looked up an article of her talking about it, that the way that Amy saw this kind of happening was it's not coming from Rory or Lorelai's head. It's like this melodic sound that is supposed to kind of tie their thought processes together, mm. that it's like this thing that's coming from both of them, mm-hmm. that's like tying the show together, that it's supposed to be like their emotions coming out of them. That's mm-hmm. like, it's never any like, you know, crash bang. It's mm. just like... It's just the way that the laws, it's like the order of the laws, the length of the laws, like that's what is differentiating between each of them. And they do repeat throughout the show because there's a lot of moments that like have similar ones that I love. But I just love the idea of Amy and Sam collaborating on this sound that's supposed to be like the melodic feelings of these two girls that we love. Like when when I read that, I was like, I, I know I know because it derives from how to dream her song oh, oh my god how to dream I know what but then one. they take it and they like shift into mm-hmm. all these different branches from like that tree uh, yeah. that like that la la tree and <laughs> it's it's just so amazing that they can take the tone of a scene and either emphasize it or shift it with the music yeah. with the la la's and with the strum strums the strum strums like the burner 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 like that is like yeah intensity or like you're in a really emotional moment and then the strum strums at the very end come on and you're like yeah you don't like that i don't like the you end get really strums. upset about that <laughs> <laughs> i do because i'm crying i'm crying because emily gilmore's having a moment and then the strum strums come in and Haley's taken yeah. out of it immediately we've talked about that a lot on <laughs> but there is a strum strum moment okay can i tell you one of my favorite strum strum moments please tell me one of your favorite strum okay strum moments. so i know on tiktok right now everyone is ranking a bunch of different la la's yes, there's like six la la's and then there's a strum strum and like some of those are like speak to but um one of them is not a la la it's a strum strum it is and yeah. i was like how are we ranking the la la's if you've left out a la la but this is a strum strum mm-hmm. neither here nor there <laughs> did they leave out a la la well there's more than seven there's like a lot of them that aren't there like the one that plays when uh the yellow daisy scene in the proposal isn't there mm. the one from um rory and logan's breakup I guess the proposal rejection isn't there which I really love that one um I don't love it but I do I do love that Lala um so it's just kind of like a random selection of six but the seventh one is a strum strum and it's the one that plays in um at the end of Jews and Chinese food when Logan climbs into the window and he says if you thought climbing in that window was hard which I didn't get until I was older and then I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like well hey. Logan hello I always thought it meant that 
climbing in the window was very hard. So Me climbing too. was going to be even harder. Yes, it, that's exactly um, what I always thought it meant. I was like, oh, he can't climb out the window because it was challenging to get inside. Yeah. No. Which I bet he meant. I bet that was, you know, that's the I'm thing sure there were two meanings. is there's two meanings. Sure, but I think that was the lesser of the meanings. I think that was the lesser of the meanings. Yeah. I think the other one was... um. A little bit more of an innuendo, was yes. it not? Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but the strum shrums underscore that. It's like they're in other places, these strum shrums, but in that one, it feels sexy. I mean, I know it's the moment, but like it's just like adding that to it. I'm like, having a lava there would have been wrong. Mm. It just wouldn't have been the thing. It's a strum strum moment. Yeah, for sure. There's a big difference. Yeah, totally. Because there's a lot of la la moments that I just. Do you have like a favorite moment when the la la's come out? Yes, I do. Because I can sometimes not differentiate until I play the scene through in my mind if it's a strum strum or a la la. This is not my favorite la la, but it is my favorite scene that is accompanied by a la la. And it's in I Can't Get Started when Christopher and Rory are walking across the bridge (gasps) Mm -hmm. and he has to take a phone call from Sherry and he walks away and Jess comes into view down the hill by the pond and she walks down and then they have their first kiss. That That is one of my favorites. will always be one of my favorites. But I would say my favorite la la's um the la 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 that one okay i if i had to guess i thought that was going to be your second favorite because i thought we might have the first favorite be the same okay because it plays in two moments that we both love okay but they're different scenes oh okay because tell me my favorite la la is the la la that plays how many times can i say la la (laughs) take a shot every time we say la la take a shot and then call a hospital is when Logan's leaving for London and he's walking like it starts when he leaves and Rory follows him and he's at the end of the hall in the elevator and she waves and he doesn't wave back mm-hmm. love it it's the same la la that plays when Jess calls Rory after her graduation and she says I oh, think I may have loved you okay it's the same la la when he's there and the phone hangs up like that one is like I feel like I should put a little clip of it here yeah totally this is the clip of the la la It's just it's just so emotional. It's so heartbreaking. It's like if that moment was silent, the moment would still speak for itself of because course. of the emotions of the moment. But like there's just of course it's what the music does. It brings something out in it that's just so and I don't know if they use it for Lorelai. I would have to go back and pay attention because it's kind of hard to like hear them and then mm-hmm. immediately know. Mm-hmm. But like I've watched those scenes so many times that like when I heard that within the um like of the seven lalas that were playing in that TikTok sound, mm-hmm. I immediately knew what it was mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You get like flashbacks of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> PTSD, lala PTSD. But some of the lalas are cheerful. You know, yeah. we're going into the dragonfly. Yeah. We're walking around town. We're going yeah. into Luke's. Yeah. So not all of them are super dramatic. But well, it's not even so much dramatic. There can just like, like one set of lalas can really set the tone just depending on the mood of the scene like it can be dramatic it can be sad it can just be intimate you know yeah and they can all be literally the same la la's yeah because that's what I want to do it's like it's really hard to like go through the whole show and pick Mm -hmm. out where all of the la la's are because they're so there's so much la lying Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of anyone who's drinking the la la game right now you are absolutely wasted um (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to like go and find any that 
I guess like parallel from like dramatic moments of Rory's to dramatic moment of Lorelai's and like if those have anything to do with each yeah, other. Yeah, if they chose the La La's specifically based on like a specific happening to like yeah. tie them all together. Yeah. Yeah. Very, that would be, that would take us a long time, but we've got nothing but time. I know. <laughs> but with that one, cause it's like, Jess is like, you know, Jess has already left, but he's mm. like leaving her and it's like this finality to it. Yeah. And it's in a finale. And then Logan's leaving and like, there's not really, I guess the thing is, is there's not really any sense of finality to the Jess scene. I take back exactly what I just said because he doesn't say anything. She mm. just says, I think I may have loved you mm-hmm. and that's what it has to be. And then with Logan, it's like, he's going to London. What's going to happen? Yeah. So it's like, there's it's a very similar vibe coming from Rory. I know. Oh, which was Logan's graduation. And then the other was Rory's. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Because mm. I really wanted that to be the Lala that played in when Logan left mm. when the proposal was rejected on Rory's graduation day I wanted it to all come back around well but Amy wasn't there so that's probably why it didn't happen fair you know fair. and they, they didn't, didn't ask know. me if that's what I wanted they didn't ask you <laughs> I know in retrospect it is you guys Warner Brothers that is what I would have wanted <laughs> all right well we'll see if they can fix it in post anyway to that yeah. end I want to know what some of your favorite musical moments are oh and I by that so... I do not mean the musical in summer should we start by talking about the worst ones? <laughs> the musical is just... To be fair, that one song... What's the one song called? We're Sutton singing it and it's just Lorelai is getting like washed over with yeah, emotion. It's, I like that one. Yeah, but like that's because Sutton Foster... Because I love Sutton Foster. And Christian Borle are amazing. Um, yeah. And then they sing Waterloo at the end, which is just fucking Waterloo. <laughs> okay. Which, speaking of moments from the revival, like musical moments, is when Carol King starts playing. Um, I feel the earth move. I know. Yeah, amazing. And then they're and all Taylor's just like, like no, "No, I don't think so." How yeah. dare you? <laughs> Not to like harp on ones that I don't like, but Candyman. Well, of course. In the bed egg. with Rory and Dean. I know. Big egg. And controversially, I'm about I know to lot- say the exact same thing. I you know. Are. I know a lot of people really love it, but I cannot stand it. I will always love you. Cannot stand it. It's cringy. I'm sorry. It's cringy. (laughs) I don't think that Luke would like it. No. I don't think Luke could stand there and be sung to by karaoke Lorelai. No. Like, and that's the thing. People love it and they think it's so sweet. I'm sorry. It's cringy. It's cringy. I cringe. It's like, I could see it. I can see it. Sure. I can get into it, but I'm not into it at all. And I also can't see it at all. I know. (laughs) No sparkly heart. Can I tell you one that I... Love the song, and the song always reminds me of Gilmore Girls, but I don't totally love the moment. Okay. It's Frank Sinatra's The Way You Look Tonight when Chris and Lorelai are dancing in Miss Patty's, and they're showing, it's in presenting Lorelai Gilmore. Oh. And they're showing Rory and Dean, like, how it's done, basically. Yeah. It just feels a little too camp for me. It's like, please do not act like y'all did not spend the last two days rehearsing this dance with each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you know when when tv shows do that and you're like okay you choreographed this (laughs) absolutely but i love i love the song it will always remind me of gilmore girls it's a sweet moment it's not as cringe for me as i will always love you karaoke moment but like yeah you know it's just just... one of those ones where i'm like oh this was cute but mm." yeah i know a lot of people love the karaoke moment so like i can i can see what you mean but like that's a no sparkly heart for me but I like what it does yeah. to bring them back together. Of course, um, of course. I have some that I feel like you will also love. Mm. Um, so 
I'm gonna I'm gonna list the ones that I know that like are totally on your list too. Okay. And then get to the ones that might not be. Of course, in Wedding Bell Blues. I was just about to say, if you don't say Wedding Bell Blues first, I quit the podcast. (laughs) We talked about this before we started recording, and I said to Haley, like, I don't know that I could rank my favorite musical moments because there are just so many of them that I love equally. I will say I think that might be at the top of my list. Really? I I think that one's two for me. Love that moment. Yeah. I mean, for me... Number one, I think, will always be There She Goes because it's so sentimental to me. Oh, but, like, yeah. but Wedding Bell Blues, I the it's moment like the that she gives, like, the fact that he gave us all permission that even if we don't marry a guy named Bill, we can still play that and dance to it on our yeah. wedding day. It's such I'm an so interesting happy. song to play on your wedding day. Yeah, because she's like, like begging him to yeah. marry her. Like, why would you marry, gonna me? marry her? I listen to that song all the time. Me too. That's it's one of my it's become like I only knew this song because of course of the show I love it so much I love you so I always will like Ugh. and I just love when he says and tonight for tonight only my, my name, name is Bill, Bill. Oh. I'm gonna cry it's just so good <laughs> and Emily's face and she's like I can't believe you remembered this yes oh. oh yeah it's totally being played at my wedding what is it she says and he says oh bite your tongue I think that she says we should we should separate more often or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and he and says, he says you oh, bite your, bite your tongue. tongue. Oh, <gasps> what a cute moment! I love that one, and I love that it's playing in the background while Rory and Christopher are having this conversation. This who wouldn't be who wouldn't love being kissed by a Gilmore Girl conversation? Oh, yeah, it's so good. Because then in the same moment we have the Rory and Logan dancing to Moon, Moon River, River. Uh, which. Funny story, the only reason I knew that this was Moon River is because it was their song, like, in a their much older and married fan fiction that oh. I read in, like, 2007. I was like, what is that? And I went back to the moment. I was like, oh, that's Moon River. And then I didn't watch Breakfast at Tiffany's until after all of this. Yeah. So when it happened, I was like, it's Rory and Logan's song. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Can it's I cute. Can I tell a funny story? Uh, this... Please do. That's this is do. one of mine and Brett's songs. Um, oh, wait. No, I did know this. You did do you know talk this about story. this before? I don't think. Have I talked about this on the pod? Maybe, well, if not, I, I'm going to talk about it again. I forget. I forget what's pod and what we're just talking about. I know. About. I never know what we talk about here, what we talk about on the pod, what we didn't cut, what we kept. So around this time last year, Brett and I were friends, but like very much trying to to yeah. stay friends and not to... Uh, to be more than friends. And so our excuse for spending time together was that we would watch like a weekly show together. And that Cute. show happened to be Bachelor in Paradise. And so we were rewatching Classic. it the day after the finale because we were both elsewhere when the finale aired. And so we're watching it on Hulu and it was three hours long. It was a very long finale. And it Lucky had you. 16 <laughs> ad breaks. And all 16 of those ad breaks were the Tiffany's commercial with Beyonce and Jay-Z where she's singing Moon River. And so like the first few times it came on, it's like that John Mulaney joke. Have you heard the John Mulaney joke about the time that he and his friend went into a diner and put on the jukebox like 16 What's New Pussycats and one It's Not Unusual in the middle? Like it was kind of like that where for the first like couple we were like, wow, this is the only commercial Hulu knows. It's just Moon River (laughs) with Beyonce and Jay-Z. And then after like the 10th one, we were like, is this going to be all 16? So like every time it came on we would cheer and so uh yeah so once once we hit 16 we were like wow 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 so i affiliate that song with with brett which wait i'm makes kind my of excited really 
I'm kind of excited for you guys to get to Wedding Bell Blues then and have that song play and him not know. I know. It actually came on. We were watching something last night. Uh, we were watching Sex in the City last night and it came on yeah. and he looked at me and I was like, Moon River. Classic. Uh, Classic. Oh, wait. I can't wait to see his reaction to that. It's fun. It's, it's going to be fun. One of mine that I think might be one of yours, but I don't know if you wrote it down, mm-hmm. is in um, is in So Good Talk oh. when the kiss. The man who got away? Yeah. Of course. When she's watching um, A Star is Judy Born. Garland? Yes. Yeah. How could you not? And Luke just comes in, kisses her. They don't say anything. It's just Judy singing The Man That Got Away as the man that almost got away comes back comes and he's back not in. gotten away at all I know who eventually does get away but then he comes back and he's not away in any way oh um, so good <laughs> that's the Luke storyline yes but oh I just I love it's like all of these random songs that I have on my like walking playlist that like don't really go together like Wedding Bell Blues Go From Mars there she goes into The Man That Got Away and it's just like you know all of these random songs that I all play together because they're like my fave Gilmore Girls songs, mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. one of like the top ones. I love that moment. It's so good. Mm, I know. Me too. What are some of yours? Because I have a couple of more that I feel like you might not have, but okay. what are some, maybe some popular ones that you have? I mentioned before, I mean, then she appeared by XTC when Jess and Rory have like the first kiss of their relationship at the gas station at uh, Gypsies. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, it is so Since good. Since she appeared, literally. Literally, then she appeared. Like, she literally did. Um, and he puts his he cigarette, puts a cigarette in, his in his pocket. pocket. Oh, it's so, so, so good. I also really love uh, In Secrets and Loans when they're having kind of like a like a perfect morning and Lorelai makes her coffee and she smiles at her daughter and Kesara Sara is playing in the background and then she goes outside to just breathe in the fresh air and she steps right into her porch and yeah. realizes that she has to spend like tens of thousands of dollars to fix her porch. Like yeah. I love stuff like that. Where it just like fits the moment so well. Yes. And I also, we've talked about this on pod. We've talked about the kind of like, foreshadowing moment like parallel moment with lane skanking to rancid in one of the early episodes when uh rancid's time bomb is playing and then that's one of like the first songs that hapalian plays together for their first gig i just think that's such a cool moment yeah they use music like that to like parallel moments because the one that we didn't mention yet which is like the moment which is like my favorite is when reflecting light is playing I know. at listen tj's wedding and i know rory not rory oh my gosh what am i saying lorelei and luke are dancing to it and then that's the song that they're dancing to in fall and the revival when they get married mm-hmm. like that song is just so oh, i've always so had magical. that song play at my wedding just is that your favorite so, moment i feel like they all like exists in different categories totally that's why it's, it's so hard like, to rank them it's hard to set yeah you're right because i was like let's rank them and then tara was like i could they're I all could number literally one for never. different reasons <laughs> truly truly because that's that's so high up there because i love that song and it's like just the song itself like mm-hmm. i think that there's a lot of moments like you said where i i'm not sure about the moment but i love the song yes i love the song in there but it's not really a song that i listen to outside of it yeah but like these are all moments that i love and i listen to a lot i listen to this a lot when i'm vacuuming because yeah. it's just like 
it just feels like it's so calming. It's just in this moment, and the moon's never seen me before, but I'm reflecting oh, light. So gorgeous. Because I'm like, I've always been like, I'm going to walk down the aisle to that song. Because I love the moon and yeah. I love that song. Yeah. And like, but I just don't even know if I could. I don't know if I could like make that my own without feeling like I'm making like a Gilmore Girls reference, which I like, which wouldn't everyone expect our, me to make a Gilmore Girls reference at my wedding? Truly. Speaking of fall, I'm shocked that you did not bring up I Get By with a little help from my friends. Well, okay. So these are some of them that I felt like I don't necessarily feel like they'd be your faves. Oh, but they're ones that I one love. of my faves. I thought it was a love that. because it's the revival. Like the revival stands alone for me. It's separate. It, it just yeah, feels like two different it, entities in, in a way yeah. that like the the core seasons. Of course, the revival came from Amy's mind. It's just different. It's like not the first thing I think of. But what an incredible yeah. montage! And I think that's why it's so it's so different than the other ones. To mm-hmm. say that like I get by with help a little help from my friends, which is like the across the universe version of that mm-hmm, song, mm-hmm. which I love, but it just feels, it's so different than reflecting light and wedding bell blues and the man that got away that like, it's a whole montage, but it's like, it's my favorite part of the revival. Mm-hmm. Like I really only listen to that song because like, I love, I mean, it's love the song, but I love that moment so much. Yeah, for sure. Cause I really love the life and death brigade moments. And it feels like that's very like Colin Finn and Logan and mm-hmm. Robert. Grimaldi, I guess. Which, speaking of them, there's another moment that I like. Are you that... going to say Pulse Friction? Yes, Ugh. but it's because the layeredness of it, which I don't think they did this on purpose, but it's because in Pulp Friction, they're paying, they're playing the song from Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. at the Quentin Tarantino party, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And it's um, You Never Can Tell by Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. And it's this moment that's happening between like Rory and Logan while this is happening. But the person that we didn't ever talk about in terms of characters is Richard loves Chuck Berry. He does. He's a huge Chuck Berry fan, Mm -hmm. which then, speaking of the revival, ties in because at his funeral in the revival is the Chuck Berry record that Rory got him for his birthday one year. Mm -hmm. But it feels like, I know that it's maybe not intentional, but it feels like layered that there's that like Chuck Berry song, which I listen to all the time. It's like one of those. Yeah. It's like a, it was on my like Spotify wrapped last year. I listen to it constantly. Um, But it just feels like it's like associated with Rory and Logan. Mm -hmm. And it's also like this, Quentin Tarantino party because it's Pulp Friction, but it's Richard because it's Chuck Berry. And I love all the music that they play at that Quentin Tarantino party. So good. So perfect. But the the one moment that I wanted to mention that I really, really love is in Dear Emily and Richard, mm-hmm. when we're about to meet Rory for the first time mm-hmm. and she's about to emerge into the world mm-hmm. and 99 Left Balloons. Left Balloons, yeah, is playing on playing. the on the Walkman. Yeah, because yeah. it's just so, it's such a quiet moment. Yeah. And that's like, I think that one of the, in terms of like moments and songs we associate with the show, that's one that I'm like, that's Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. It's not a song that I could like take out of the show and hear mm-hmm. elsewhere and not think of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Like that's totally one because it just feels like, you know, Rory's entering the world. Lorelai's whole life is music. Yeah. And here's this song. And I just... I love it so much. Yeah, me too. Another moment that I forgot to mention, which we talked about on Patreon very recently because we're moving through season two, is the wedding shower for Lorelai and Max when they play Love Will Keep Us Together and One Fine Day. And then they have Max and Lorelai dancing to Love Is Everywhere I Go. Like, it's just so cute. That's a Sam song, right? Yes. And it's like a really good way for them to like incorporate these dancers that Patty has choreographed for Lorelai's engagement party that like 
Luke comes out and finally like joins the festivities, even though it's really hard for him. Like it's a, it's a really good storytelling moment. I, I just love it. That one's so good. I and know. it's a Sam Phillips song. I feel like that she is like, I mean, I know she does the score literally, mm-hmm. but it's just like, she is the show. Like in terms of like artists that like you can't not associate with Gilmore Girls, you hear it and like instantly you're taken to Stars Hollow. It transports you there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is, I don't know. I've, I know that you have one and I have one. And it's just like a whole Stars Hollow playlist mm-hmm. of songs that like make you make you want to be there make you yeah, make you travel feel back like there. you're in stars hollow what are your like essential stars hollow playlist songs <sighs> if you could pick like maybe like three that you're like must must ads there she goes by the laws of course oh god three Haley. this is fucking hard i know sorry <laughs> should i give you a moment to prep that? that's okay no that's okay I have a playlist that I want to share. I want to know what yours is as well. So we can like share them for our besties yeah, on Instagram. We'll but put like, them on our Instagram story. I'd say that if I had to pick three, it would be There She Goes, Wedding Bell Blues. Oh, yeah. And you know what? One that I didn't mention that I don't know if this is number three, but I'm having a tough time because I'm on the spot. I know. That was really rude of me. That's I'm okay. sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Um, is I Don't Know How to Say Goodbye to You by Sam Phillips, oh, which plays as yeah. Rory is leaving Stars Hollow to go to Chilton in the Lorelai's Stop. first day at Chilton. Yeah. I love that song. It is such a good, like, it's a feel-good song, yeah. but it also is so Gilmore Girls. It screams yeah. Gilmore Girls. So but you pointed this out when we watched that. They put a different version of the they song did. in the show, It's a lower they? key. It's like... Because Sam Phillips' voice has, like, a very wide range. She can kind of, like, take it down here, and then she can be really up here. And it's what I love about the recorded version is that it's higher, but in the in the version that they either recorded for Gilmore Girls or that they had had this alternate version of, it's, like, really low. It sits really yeah. low and kind of adds a little bit of... Um, like melancholy to the scene yeah and you feel like Rory's like leaving town yeah this new thing and it really fits yeah oh, for sure one. what about you top three the thing is is when I asked you that, that yeah then you knew came that out of you my were mouth. going to have to answer it yourself <laughs> I did so I was like as I was sitting there thinking I was like ah I did that to myself you did <laughs> you did I I think I would say um how to dream mm, totally I'd throw that one in there had to had to have a Sam Phillips um I want to say Wedding Bell Blues too, but you I already know. said it. You can say it too. <laughs> I can say it too. Um, like of course, I can, can I choose two Sam Phillips reflecting light. Of course, I want to say like the La La Las because like well, yeah. that's like just so classic. But you can't really put that on a playlist, can you? I know. Can I cheat a little bit and look at mine? I'm looking at mine. Oh, oh, I was just going off the top of my head. Oh no, I'm looking at my list. Oh, why was I trying to do this off the top of my head? No. No, you have three. I had three. You have to have three. Okay, so definitely, definitely Sam Phillips. I would just say both of those two Sam Phillips songs, but I think I want to change my last one to Mona Lisa by Grantley Phillips because I feel like that one is so Gilmore Girls. Because my playlist is called Fallen Stars Hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if your playlist has this where it's like all songs from Gilmore Girls mixed in with other songs. No, mine is strictly Gilmore Girls only. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is like a mishmash of them. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there are some songs from Gilmore Girls that don't necessarily have like a big impact. Mm-hmm. Like in um, season six, episode um, 16, Bridesmaids Revisited. Mm-hmm. Um 
when Logan and Rory are getting ready for their separate events, Cool Thing by Sonic Youth is playing. Yeah. I, I don't really necessarily associate that song with the show, sure. but I put it on my playlist because it's there. Yeah. But... My playlist is like a mix of things. I like think a lot like, of people have stuff like that because there are songs that remind you of Gilmore Girls. Like I said, Manic Monday. That's not actually on the on the show. Because like two songs that I always put on like a Gilmore Girls playlist is The Mother by Brandy Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that just like so in like encapsulates the idea of Lorelai to Rory. And um, <laughs> the second one, if you follow my Fallen Stars Hollow playlist and um, you judge me for my Post Malone song that's on there, just know that it's there because it makes me think of Emily and Lorelai. It's um, Post Malone's Rich and Sad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're a Post Malone fan. When he says, you know I would throw it all away, I just keep on wishing that the money made you stay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I would throw it all away. And I just feel like that's Emily and Lorelai. Yeah. That, like, there's a lot more to it, but, like, the thing that Emily tried to do is she tried to get Lorelai to stay with the money, did she not? That's very um, true. So there's a lot of songs on there that might not necessarily be Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. but they feel like Gilmore Girls. They feel like these characters, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, so I feel like that's, like, two options. Like, you can have Tara's fully Stars Hollow, fully Gilmore Girls playlist, or you can have Fallen Stars Hollow where it's just the, the vibes. It's mm-hmm. all vibes. Yeah. And I feel like on there you'll find a lot of one particular artist, which is, of course, Taylor Swift, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people associate not necessarily her music with Gilmore Girls, because I don't think that that, those things tie together at all. Like, Mm -hmm. I really don't think that Taylor Swift connects to Gilmore Girls in, like, the way that a lot of people think it might. Yeah. I think it's more of just, like, when you get so devoted to something in the way that you do with Gilmore Girls, you come so attached to the characters and, like, their dynamic and the relationships that they have in the same way that, like, the mother feel so Lorelai there's so many of Taylor Swift's songs that feel like Mm -hmm. these characters relationships and we'll have more to say on that next episode if you want more Gilmore to say join us on Patreon for a spoiler full recap podcast Gilmore Revisited where you can access weekly episodes monthly merch discounts and a community page of your fellow Gilmore obsessed besties and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Gilmore to say podcast where you can find links to our Patreon and merch and stay up to date with all things Gilmore to say Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.